Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, hanging out with our good friends here at the Dish Professionals. Drop by and see us, 8034 South State Street. Or give them a call, find out what they can do for you, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. Now, Jake, we've started an argument in the Twitterverse over which toe people would most like to lose. Well, yeah, what uh, our friend, was it you, Chasta Trailer, who was saying that uh, the pinky toe, very important for balance? And, uh, you, you know, you don't want to lose that. Maybe more one of the middle toes or something. Yeah, that's what the suggestion here is. But that had nothing, very little to do with the actual. Point. I didn't know Austin has broken his pinky toe three times. How'd you do Both that, of Austin? Them. Both of them. Each three times. Why? Uh, How? A lot of soccer. A lot of soccer back in my day. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds terrible. How how is it that was it just the pinky toe isolated or was it a number of toes? Uh, there was twice where the toe next to it also broke, but mostly it was just the pinky toe. Was it people stepping on your foot? Stepping on it, kicking. Uh, I kicked the post when I was a goalie once. That was a that was a bad move. There was Did one you... in practice. It was all. Is I mean I played fifteen years of the game. So when you bounced it off of that one guy's jaw, is that is that on the ball or kick? my foot? You broke your toe kicking the ball? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, just, no, that's one time I did because I was barefoot, just goofing around. I'm could, just, uh, could you, could, Austin, could you have uh, kicked field goals? Uh, yeah, I think I could have, actually. Could you kick a 55-yarder like Carly Lloyd did? No, no. I could maybe kick a 35-yarder, maybe, maybe, with the wind and the, yeah, but no. All right. All right. Well, you learn something new about Austin each and every day on the big show. I right? could, when I played soccer, uh, I could kick a goal kick past midfield. No, no, this is true. This is true. Is that is that a is that a good accomplishment, Austin, or really uh, in common? your imagination? Yeah, sure. No, no, it's true. And so, so if if I could do that, was I above average? I don't know. If you could kick from the goal line past midfield? I could kick on goal kicks. I could kick uh, past midfield. That's, yeah, that's not bad. Not bad at all. That's good. All right. Okay, good. I had I just, no idea you were also a soccer player. Well, I, mean, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I know that's the vibe I'm getting to. Oh, you guys, I, I am unjustly accused here. I swear to you. I swear to you that I did that. I know, but your your uh, your recount about your athletic career always doesn't have the best credibility. No, you know it's because you guys it cast doubt on things. Yeah, right. This is true. What I'm telling yeah, you is absolutely you true. Basically, an NHL hockey player too. Like we're not buying any of this. <laughs> I never said that. I said I played a lot of hockey. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. It's you said true. you were Rocket Richard. I was good. I was good. See. What? I mean, this, this Why can't I say I was good? What talking about? No, what am I supposed to do? Say no, I sucked when I was good. It's like one time I was doing the show with Tony, and he talked about how he was basically an all-American wrestler in high school, but he quit because he didn't like it. <laughs> well, I never see. You're, I think you're stretching the truth to yourself. I don't think Tony said he was an all-American wrestler. He probably said, "Hey, I was a pretty good wrestler." 
And you turned it into him saying he was an All-American. Is that what I do? Yes. Is it? Yes, you're doing it to me right now. <laughs> All right, let's get, some, let's get to some of these highlights from the press conferences. Yeah. We'll go through Coach Witt, and then we'll get to Coach Sataki. Don't forget, former Ute, great Tony Bergstrom is going to be on the show at 4.30. Steve Tate and Reno Mahe are going to be here at the Dish Professionals uh, at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Let's listen to Witt, and let's listen to Kalani and see whose nose is blowing through the window faster. Is that a Pinocchio joke? It is. Okay. All right. Just got it. Not a not like a rhinoplasty joke. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm just clarifying. No, making I'm making not, sure I got you. It wasn't a big nose joke. No. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Look at a schnoz on that one. <laughs> let's start with Coach Witt. Here's him talking about the approach to a rivalry game special or unique. No different. No different at all as far as our approach. Uh, how we handled spring ball, how we handled summer conditioning, how we handled fall camp. There really is no no difference. We started preparing for the opponent at the exact same point in time through fall camp that we have in years past. And so the process is the process. It doesn't change, and uh, we believe in it. And so there was no change at all as far as uh, how that came about or how, how it came down. All right, so <laughs> Kyle's nose just went through the window. All right. How, how, many, right how many Pinocchios out of five are you giving that? <laughs> that is, that's a four Pinocchio. That's a four Pinocchio yes. answer right there. To okay. say that, you know, he made it sound like it wasn't even mentioned. And it's just not true. We all know how Kyle feels about this game. Okay, so. I mean, his, the process is the same, but the way certain things are spoken, the certain emphases that are put into these, or is it emphasize? I, I, anyway, it's, 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 it's different. It is different. Okay, so th- this is where I think you're spot on, because I, I think you're right on the money with that, because I would guess that as far as like the structure of the practices go, and the stressing, the game plan, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I would guess that that's all the same. But when Zach Wilson at BYU Media Day was talking about Utah and how mm-hmm. important the game was mm-hmm. and how much they've you know emphasized it and how, let's just say, confident he is about it, we heard almost immediately thereafter that that was basically blaring throughout the entire <laughs> practice facility down there. Okay, so uh, that is that's where the yes. Pinocchios come yes. in. Yeah, and uh, okay, let's just do it this way: Pinocchio or no? <laughs> and that's a definite Pinocchio. Okay, I can come along. All right, that. all right. Uh, moving on, let's get to the next one. Here's Wit talking about uh, the team uh, Revel and having beaten BYU eight times in a row. Well, we don't focus on the number of, you know, where whatever it is. And it's it's a, a situation where you're right. You know, the the responsibility they feel to the people that have come through the program. And, and we've had, what, five senior classes come through that have never tasted defeat in this game, four or five. And so uh, you're exactly right. They don't want to be the uh, the group that that breaks that streak, you know. And, you know, nothing lasts forever. That's for certain. But they don't, you know, they don't want to be the ones that that uh, are in that boat pinocchio <laughs> well it, do you see what i'm saying on how yes. he contradicted himself in the yes. next sentence where he's like ah we don't know how many of this streak is we don't worry about any of that but you know we've had five street classes <laughs> who have never tasted defeat <laughs> 
when I heard it's that great. today, I just laughed because I was like, wait a minute. I thought you weren't paying attention as to uh, These how are, long the streak has gone. This is harmless fibbing. I mean. It is. Correct. I mean, he's, he's, that's just what it is. It's, we get it. But I'd be curious if that stood out to anybody else when they heard that today because that immediately was like, wait a minute. Oh, we don't pay attention to the streak or the number or whatever. You know, uh, but. In 18 straight games, we've outgained them too? <laughs> five straight. Uh, thinking of five straight senior classes haven't lost to these guys. I was like, wait a minute. I thought, thought the number wasn't. Ah, oh, never mind. We get what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. You're saying. It's important. It's, it's very important to Kyle Whittingham to win this game. It's it's It runs very deep. But it's hard to say. It's hard to say that it's really important, but then again, act like they're beneath you in the same <laughs> at the same time. You know what I mean? Aren't those things a little contradictory? Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, the streak. We don't care. This thing's totally beneath us. But you know what? <laughs> Do tell. These, these guys don't want to lose to them. That's <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. But yeah. I guess the the line that you have to walk when you've beat them, however many times in a row. Yeah, we don't uh, keep that track of that. Here's Witt's thoughts on uh, Zach Wilson's performance in last year's game. He's, you know, he was uh, thrust in there as a true freshman, and I thought he handled it well. And like you said, his numbers got better as the season wore on. Um, you know, it's a new season. You know, everything is is uh, you know a fresh start for everybody. But but uh, you know, you could definitely see him getting more comfortable in their scheme, and and certainly more productive as the season went on. And of course, he finished off with that uh, statistically outstanding game uh, in the bowl game. Was he uh, okay? I'm I'm not going to give a Pinocchio one. Yeah, I won't either. But the fact that he say he wouldn't give him credit for having a great game in the bowl game, but had to qualify it with statistically. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of one of those things where they were going up against a dog. <laughs> I love you know what Witt has this way since so he's been around this all for so long, right? He is. He has Kyle these subtle ways of taking digs that make me laugh Kyle so hard. Kyle Whittingham is as smart as they come. Yep. I remember we got in trouble one year for pointing out it was it was the Taysom Hill, Robert and I, one of those years where BYU was just running the ball an extraordinary amount and Witt stood up and said, yeah, they're a strong run team and called them a run team like three or four times because, you know, of course, BYU quarterback, you and all this stuff, he was making a dig about how they didn't pass the ball anymore or whatever. <laughs> and people got mad at us for bringing that up. And it's like, hey, Coach Witt knows what he's doing. But, yes, yeah, it was an interesting qualifier there. He's like, well, you know, statistically, good game <laughs> in the bowl game. But he was complimenting. Exactly. He was, yeah. I yeah, mean, he absolutely. graduated kindergarten well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's switch on over to uh, Coach Sataki uh, at his press conference today. Here's him talking about any chance the rivalry game can define their whole season. No, the season is, is 12 games long, trying to earn more time to get more more games. So, um, I don't really focus on end result as much as I do the process and the, and the uh, being able to enjoy the opportunity to make memories. I think I've mentioned that before that um, <clears throat> so fixated on the result that you forgot the you forget to stop, smell the roses, and enjoy the the process, and that's when you miss out on memories. So, really trying to find ways to make as many memories as we can uh, this Thursday and and enjoy them, and then uh, and see what the end result is afterwards. But the season is. Uh, our, our players have been really excited about this game because it's the first game of the season. So they're really excited about the season, and we're, that's what I'm excited about the entire season, and it happens with game one. Okay, so that's a partial Pinocchio. I was going to say sure. that's about a half Pinocchio. Yeah. 
Yeah, it definitely is because, first of all, if he's going to focus in on, on, on memories – then he's gonna. Then his coaching career is gonna be a memory. <laughs> We're just out there to make some memories, you know. <laughs> I'm going to give my guys a participation trophy as soon as we're done. Uh, they have to win, and this is awfully important to him and his team. And it does carry, for, especially for BYU, it carries more weight than most games do. Uh, he is right that they face tough challenges right after that, immediately speaking. But it's freaking Utah. And he, he is very well aware of the fact that he is looking for a contract extension and he has never beaten that team as a head coach. It's important. Yes. He knows it's important to win. It's not just and important it's, to make memories, yes, but it's, it's important much more to win. Important. Is yeah. everyone having a good time out here today? Terrific. Right. That's all we needed. That's all we were aiming for. Everybody making memories? Okay. <laughs> no, he's – but I, I hear what he's saying. It's just that the way he said it uh, twisted a tad bit. We all need to stop and smell the roses every now and then. Well, that is important. I mean, what he's saying is true from that standpoint. But you got to win the darn game. Up next, uh, here's Coach Sataki talking about how his Coug team matches up with this Utah team uh, and its hype going into the season. I think everything's different. You know, I think we feel like we have 11. They can count to 11, so there'll be 11 on 11 on the field, you know. And um, if there's more than that, the rest will stop the game and call a penalty. So that's kind of uh, what comes down to, you know, we – we understand uh, where they're at and then the predictions for them. And there's a lot of excitement going on about th- that team. And so we're just as excited to see us, how we match up against them. You know, there's, they're, they're, they're picked to win the Pac-12. And, and uh, a lot of experts and analysts have chimed in on, on where they see them fitting in, in the scope of college football. And let's see what, where we fit. So that's, that's kind of the challenge to see where, how we fit. And really confident in the way our guys prepared. And, they should go into this game feeling loose and, and uh, confident and, and feeling excited for the opportunity. No Pinocchio. No Pinocchio because he didn't actually say anything. <laughs> come on. <laughs> what do you mean, come he on? He said that they're really good and they're highly thought of. And we, we have can 11. They can count to 11, so there'll be 11 <laughs> yeah, on 11 on the field. Be 11 you know, on 11, um, you know? If there's more game. than that, the rest <laughs> will stop the game and call the penalties. But, okay, you're making fun Next of question. being funny. Uh, it's, that was funny. What he was saying there essentially was, hey, they're really good, and we're going to find out how we stack up against them on Thursday night. I got no problem with that. No, I don't have any problem with anyone. That's why I didn't give it a Pinocchio, but he still didn't say very much, I would say. <laughs> you're going to find out how you match up against the team you're playing? You don't say. <laughs> Well, I don't know what else he's supposed to do with that question. I, I'm fine. That's fine. But what's he supposed to do? Say, ah, they're not, they're overrated. Uh, no, no. He's supposed to say what he said. I'm fine. That's fine. But I mean, he didn't say much. He, he didn't do the Frank Layden thing when the Jazz lost the first game in that 1988 Lakers series, where he essentially said, "Oh, we don't belong on the same court as these guys. We suck. We can't play with these guys. They're they are that great. They are the all time great." And then what do the Jazz do? They go out and kick the Lakers' butts, mm. you know, setting them up all fat like that. All right, finally, and we'll get to Tony Bergstrom coming up right around the corner. Finally, here's uh, Coach Sataki talking about what kind of challenge Utah's offense is going to present, especially with the new hiring of Coach Ludwig. Well, I worked with him for four years, so that helps out a little bit. And, uh, you know, so hopefully um, the fact that I'm familiar with him uh, will help out. And 
and same with Coach Tuyaki, and we have coaches on our staff that have been around Andy Ludwig for for some time, and uh, you know we we've seen what he's done, and so there's a, there's some really good things that he's done in college football, a lot of great film. He's been coordinating for a long time, in Wisconsin, Vanderbilt, and other places. So we'll be able to pull up a lot of the film and, and see what he does. But I think he's the kind that works with his talent. I know Andy Ludwig really well, and he's a great coach. Um, he's great at schemes and strategies, so. Uh, we'll have to be ready for all of it. I think that he, he can do so many different things from pro style to spread and the QB run game and all that. And so we, we've had a month to prepare for it. And so I think our defense, there shouldn't be too many surprises, but we'll see. I like that answer. Oh, no, I think I think it's a good answer because I didn't – I mean, there's so much water that's gone under the bridge since he and Coach Ludwig coached together. And I actually think one of Coach Ludwig's strengths is that he's not married to any particular quote-unquote system that he truly, his strength has been, he assesses what talent he's got, and he's going to build an offense around it. So I I don't know how much of, I think Coach Shataki's well aware of what he's getting himself into because Coach Ludwig's a good coach, but I don't necessarily think their familiarity with each other is, is going to matter all that much. You don't think so? I think it is an advantage, but it's an equal advantage because they both know each other. Okay, but uh, I mean, so Andy Ludwig knows what Kalani Sataki likes to do defensively, and Kalani Sataki knows what Andy Ludwig likes to do offensively. Well, fine, but do we even know what we're going to see from Utah? Are we going to see the Melvin Gordon Wisconsin offense? Are we going to see the Brian Johnson spread? Are we going to see the? Are we going to see the what? What was the older Carr brother's name? Uh, the oh Derek no no Derek's the younger David David, David. are yeah. we gonna see the David Carr Fresno State offense I mean I don't I I don't know what we're gonna exactly see from well Coach but don't Lip- you think that having been in meetings having reviewed film uh, having seen what the tendencies are out of an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator would be useful well I guess that's my point what film are you talking about. Well, I'm talking about the ones when they shared that experience together. I don't that, think that someone like would Ludwig say in Kalani Sataki's presence, you know, I like to do this in, in this uh, down in distance. This is that's this is I've found this in my experience to be most effective. And Kalani's over there listening to it and thinking, oh, yeah, OK. Sure. I mean, OK, but I don't think. Utah's offense this year is going to resemble much of Utah and 08's offense at all. Well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know either, but I don't expect that. Yeah. Okay. All right. You kind of sound like you do expect no, that. No, I don't. I just think that people are the same. It's the same person. How do they think under pressure? How, what, do they, what do they prefer to do? Obviously, they are adapting their systems to the talent they have. And that's really what great coaches do. So I'm not saying that it's absolute. There's wiggle room there. But uh, I I think Kalani Sataki probably remembers Andy Ludwig saying, I like to do this. I think this is an effective way to attack that. I'm going to make a half joke here. Okay. Because we know one thing about Andy Ludwig is he's kind of an overthinker. So isn't Andy Ludwig going to be like, I know you know what you expect that I'm going to do, so, so I know that you the, know I'm going to do but opposite. I know, but I know you're going to think that's what I'm going to do, so I'm going to go back to what I would normally do because you're going to expect me to change it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> isn't that the kind of guy Coach Ludwig is? <laughs> A little that's bit. That's pretty funny. Yeah. 
All right, we are live at the Dish Professionals. Give them a call, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. You can also stop by and see us basically on the corner of 80th South and State Street, but if you want to punch it into the GPS, 8034 South State, drop on by. And, uh, Ryan, if if, uh, folks come by, they can test drive these bad boys for themselves. Yeah, you can, and uh, see how fast the hopper is and see the – the voice remote in action and this thing's pretty cool. I was demoing it with one of the sales guys and they were, I, I said, tell me something on YouTube. I'm not really a big YouTube person. And they, they, I guess there's some like crooked spoon video or something to some guy's comedian. And I, they just started laughing because it just brings it right up and starts playing it right on your TV. Anything. It, it's the ability to have, have access to Netflix, YouTube, uh, all of Dish content right on right with your voice remote. You just say what you want. So, so tell us a little bit more about this, I guess, marriage, so to speak, between Dish and Google, what it can do. It sounds like you can – I mean, it's going to run your life. Yeah. It's basically every customer that signs up is going to get a Google Assistant. Um, and unlike the one that you buy that listens to everything that you say in your house, <laughs> uh, um, this one only listens to you when you push the button. Hmm. But – it will um that's work. an interesting distinction right there it is yeah and then you know i think it's important to a lot of people actually don't want those things in their house listening to them where the voice remote is only when you push the button but it speaks to you jake it does it's the whole reason i haven't gotten one of those yeah well, apparently, somebody's listening to me somewhere i don't want to now deal you, with it now now you, this now is now interesting yeah. yeah so uh you know you it, it works in home automation uh we we sell uh, like the nest thermostats now right so you can you know say hey turn up the heat turn down the heat that's uh, so cool you can you can set up light switches you can do so many things with just you know the touch of the you, once you program it in, it knows where you are and where your commute is. You can say you know what's the traffic like, and it'll tell you what traffic is and weather, and you can find so out. So what you're saying is that I can sit in one place, say a lazy boy, uh, yep, just to and bark of- out commands at my leisure and get whatever I want. Yeah, you have it now. You've got this it. Is so right up park, your alley, park Gordon. Away. See, park away. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, try it out for yourself. You can come down here and try it out. Uh, give them a call, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. And the, the incentives right now are really great, too. Yeah, the uh, the promotion's the best I've seen in, uh, you know, 17 and a half years. So you get the uh, uh, installed for free. We'll get you set up with, this, with the, the two-year new customer promotion. You've got the additional $240 in credits, which we'll throw in on top of that, which is better than the $200 gift card offer. Plus the NFL Red Zone. We talked about how cool that channel is. And so you'll get that. And uh, we'll throw in dinner at JCW's. And we guarantee you know, the best price. And if you ever get a flyer or, or you see an offer, or you see some promotional deal, you think, oh, you know, I need to call direct because uh, I'm going to get the best deal. Well, we are direct. We're the, the dish showroom for Salt Lake City. So call us. We'll get you that and throw in even extras. Awesome. 801-424-DISH. 801-424-DISH. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, guys. All right. Tony Bergstrom joins us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The 2019 season begins this week, and what better way to kick off the season than the Holy War? Listen all week as the Zone Sports Network gets you ready for another chapter of the BYU-Utah rivalry. Then, on game day, catch the Holy War pregame show beginning Thursday at 6 at JCW's in Provo. They gonna talk about me. Things ain't never gonna be the same. 
Your home for the best Holy War coverage in Utah is right here. On 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We're live at the Dish Professionals. Give a call, 801-424-DISH. Let's get out uh, to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now currently with the Washington Redskins, of course, former University of Utah great and Skyline Eagle, might I add. He is Tony Bergstrom with us on the Big Show. Hi, Tony. How are you? Good. How y'all doing? Hey, we are doing terrific. Tony, are you as proud of uh, being an alumnus of Skyline High School as my partner here is? <laughs> um, I, I was for a long time. My, my brother now coaches the East, so I kind of, the loyalty goes with the family, so I'm more of a East fan now. But I still, I still cheer for Skyline when I can. Okay. Tony, you so, were with... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, a, a, not necessarily absurd about it. <laughs> Okay. I'm a little absurd about it, but that's, you know, that's just me. Uh, Tony, you uh, you were with the Utes at an interesting time as they made this move into the Pac-12. And what I really wanted to, to hear from you is from that moment to now with all the hype surrounding this Ute program, what do you think about what's happened between then and now? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously been a bit of a growing process. I mean, I, I remember being in the Mountain West where it was, you know, there was – we really had – three games a year. I mean, to be honest, not, not to diminish anything in the mountain West, but there was, it was BYU, TCU. And then, you know, we'd have one or two pac 12, you know, some, some other school that would play us from another conference. And then those are the, those are the big games we got hyped for. And then the rest of it was, well, we'll probably win. We'll probably beat this team just by showing up. And, that's not the case in the Pac-12. You know, it's it's one of those that that uh, every team is good. Every team has really good players. They recruit really well, and and yeah, you you just can't you have to show up every week. And I think I think that was kind of a bit of a learning curve for us. I know we 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 came in. I think we went eight and five that first year, but we struggled in Pac-12 play, and uh, you know, kind of caught on at the end, but. But uh, there's definitely a, a, a pretty steep learning curve there. And it seems like they're finally catching on to that and they're starting to get, you know, there's, there's obviously some time that probably goes into recruiting, you know, the, the, the Pac-12 quality players and, and uh, getting into that. And so I, I, think, uh, I think it seems like they're finally getting to that point where they, they uh, are now someone to be, to be uh, respected and reckoned with every year. I mean, I... Now, I always worry about hype for Utah, I'll be honest. Uh, we always did well as the underdogs. You know, every, every year it was kind of, well, they'll get beat eventually. And, and I, I think it was my junior year, we had a lot of hype. We were like number four and we were playing number three TCU. We had college game day come out and TCU just smoked us. So we don't handle hype well. So I, I don't like that. I'd much prefer being the underdog. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up, Tony, because a lot of people have talked about that. That Kyle is really good at getting his team sort of uh, uh, ready to go because there are non-believers everywhere, but being the hunt, the hunter instead of the hunted. And that, that's a real thing, is what you're saying. 
Oh yeah, I mean, well, and, and, and you know, it kind of goes back to being in the Mountain West versus the Pac-12. I remember the Mountain West; it was usually, you know, we'd have those three big games a year, and there was usually some, some, you know, Air Force was a team you always had to be ready to play, and there was usually, you know, among the other teams, there was one or two teams that was that was fairly good that could beat you, but the rest of the time it was mostly, hey, these guys are just good enough to beat you. If you let them, so get like that was that was a phrase that was going to get thrown around a lot, and and so and 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 then but every year it seemed like there was always one of those teams that would come along and beat us. So you know we'd lose to a, a, a UNLV or a New Mexico, and so you know hype hype doesn't do well for us. We kind of we kind of. Utah's kind of built with a bunch of guys that, that have a chip on their shoulder. They're kind of the diamond in the rough guys, guys that got overlooked by some of the bigger schools. And so we do well with that mentality of, of, of uh, you know, nobody told me, I, everyone told me I couldn't do it, but now I'm showing them kind of thing. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully maybe, maybe they have, maybe they have a new class. You know, maybe they have a new caliber of athlete. It's not the same as when I was there. They probably do. They're probably a lot better than when I was there. But, you know, shoot, I got in there, so that, that tells you something. <laughs> Tony Burke is they with let us. Me, they let me walk into the building, and that was <laughs> who, knows, who knows what they were thinking on that one. And 1280 the zone. Uh, Tony, um, how does Coach Witt approach this game, or how did he when you played for them? Oh, this is this is. Uh, I mean, uh, granted, I don't I don't know how it is anymore with with Kalani being down there. I, I know when I was there, this was this was this was his Super Bowl. When I was there, this was like he had. There was a lot of there was there was a lot of emotion in that. There was there was some some pain and, and emotion behind behind that uh, behind Kyle and that one. You could tell you could tell that losing to these guys was was probably worse than anything else so i mean he came, he'd come in and kind of make it clear that losing wasn't an option and you know if you weren't if you weren't on board with that you could probably get out tony do you identify with the youth program do you keep track of what goes on even though you've moved on to the professional ranks uh is it a part of your identity a part of do you take great pride in it Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, it's it's hard because I'm on the East Coast, and those Pac-12 games are so late, and they're usually on Saturday nights. So I can't. It's hard for me to watch and then get up for a. You know, I've, we've got to be out the door at nine o'clock to hit a one o'clock kickoff. So sometimes hard for me to watch the games, but I usually I'll usually read through the the recap. I'll usually go to the play-by-play recap and read through most of it, and and just. Uh, just to get a feel for what's going on, and not only that, but I, you know, in the off season, I'll work out there occasionally. I, you know, I get, I'll see, I'll see Coach Harding and Coach Witt, and some of these, some of these, uh, you know, other guys, a lot of the strength coaches, uh, Coach Elisaya and Argus, and so I see these guys all, you know, in the off season, and and uh, so I definitely, definitely still identify with it. The rivalry is is maybe not as as big as I'd like it to be. Because now BYU has, I look at their sideline. It's all the guys from my sideline when I was at Utah. So it makes it a little hard to hate those guys, which bugs me. I need we somehow need to get Kalani back up to Utah, but I don't I don't know how we do that. 
Tony, how'd you react when Max Hall went off after, well, interestingly enough, the last time BYU won? <laughs> I kind of forgot that was the last time. Oh, how long ago was that? I can't, I can't <laughs> even count 10 that years high. Now. As he underscores it. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it, honestly. I was, I, I loved it. I love, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of rivalries being just full of animosity. I, would, I want, I want hatred. I want fans throwing stuff at me. I want to get booed when I walk in the stadium. I mean, I, I, that's what I want in a rivalry. And I just don't think that exists anymore. <laughs> and it, it bugs me a little bit. So, I mean, I get this whole, everyone's got to get along and, and, you know, we're all in the same state, but you know, Ohio State and Michigan fans aren't like that. There's no, there's no call to get along. You know, we don't, we don't. They shut down whole streets and everything when those rivalries are going on. I want, I want to make the rivalry. I want to make the rivalry great again. You know, I want, I want, I want, I want BYU and Utah to hate each other again. I just don't think that's there anymore. Tony, how do you compare your experience in the NFL to your college days? Oh, it's it's a big difference. Um, you have a lot more freedom in the NFL. To be honest, they. I mean, you have a full off season where you're kind of on your own to work out. Um, things are a little more stressful. Football, football. Every every year you go up in foot. Every level you go up in football, it gets a little less fun, a little more stressful. So you know, high school you play for the love of the game. You know, you you play you'd play high school ball for the rest of your life if you could. Um, college is you still you still have fun you still enjoy it but you know you're you're in front of a, a big stadium a lot of a lot of people watching on TV you're playing for a you're playing for a scholarship you're fighting for a job and then you get to the NFL and you know that uh, you know bad snap you could be fired the next day so things get to get a little stressful at times um, you know my my family is used to getting random texts of me tripping out before a game and you know not not ever hearing from me during training camp so <clears throat> generally generally I go I go dark during training camp and and don't respond to texts or calls I kind of turn into a hermit cuz I again don't handle stress well and so and the NFL is basically a big factory of stress What's Dan Snyder like? You know, I don't, I, I, we, I don't see him very often. I'll see him in a locker room. He seems like a nice guy. I mean, every every time I've been around around him, he seems pretty nice. So, and I, the facility he gave us is pretty great. So I can't I can't complain. Well, Tony, we certainly appreciate you dropping by the show. It's always great to hear from you. Uh, congratulations on your your success and uh, good luck this year, man. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Tony Bergstrom. Yeah. He likes the rivalry. He likes it hot. I don't it, it certainly has changed. Uh BYU going independent, Utah going to the Pac-12, of course it's going to change. Do you think the heat has just diminished? No. I I think in a lot of it has to do with what Tony was talking about with Kyle Whittingham. This runs deep with him. And even though, look, look, I mean, this is one thing Kyle Whittingham, I think, picked up from Lavelle Edwards 
is that uh, Lavelle always stressed at the beginning of a season winning the conference, getting a league championship, and that's a, that's really important to Kyle in the Pac-12. Obviously, if you win the conference championship, then you go to the Rose Bowl. Uh, more than likely, and so that is his number one goal. I, I mean, there is no disputing that. But because of the the personal nature of this particular rivalry, you know, he played at BYU. He had relatives that played at BYU. He had uh, relatives that coached at BYU, and and then he goes to Utah, and some of the back and forth that's happened. I think it's uh, it's thrown a little. What's the word? Poison is such a strong word, but let's just say it this way. Kyle Whittingham never, ever, ever wants to lose to BYU. It is really important to him, even though he has other goals that he should have. I mean, if the Utes go to the Rose Bowl, that will be spectacular for everybody around here. All right, we'll have a brief not sports port coming up next and then steve tate and reno mahe are both going to be here at the dish professionals 80 south and state street we'll talk about rivalry with those guys but they also have a really fun event coming up uh that we'll talk about to uh, raise some money for some great causes so excited to have those guys along with us uh, coming up top of the five o'clock hour live at the dish professionals give me a call 801-424 dish we'll have more coming up next 97.5 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. My biggest concern is Kalani knows how important this game is to not only him, but to a staff that has lost this game a few years running and a university that has lost this game nine years running in yeah. eight games. My worry is if the outcome is poor. Yeah, what it means for the rest of the season. What it means for the rest yeah. of the season. I could see BYU going 0-4 in that four-game stretch if they lose to Utah and if they lose Lose badly to Utah. I agree. If they beat Utah, I think they're going two and two. I think they'll pick up another win against USC or Tennessee. This game is so big for BYU. Utah can deal with this. Either way, Utah can deal with this. So a loss impacts BYU far more than it does Utah. Far more than it does Utah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Slip sliding away. Slip sliding away. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It's Monday. That means it's time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. Correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game, announced by David and Pat this morning at 8.50, and you win a Zone prize pack. It's the Chevy Strong Play of the Game, brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. It's time for the uh, Not Sports Report. We're broadcasting live from uh, the Dish Professionals. Come and see us, 80 South and State. Uh, Not Sports Port brought to you by the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Um, We're not going anywhere, but we're going to talk about... Well, let me start with this. Are you a Kim Kardashian fan? Uh, (laughs) 
I was going to make a bad joke there, but no, not, what, what not were particularly. What say? Come on, just say. say or reality TV or film work. <laughs> well, she's done a lot of everything. <laughs> she's been on TV shows. She's been uh, she's been in, in. Hasn't she done movies? I other, have no other, idea. Other, other, <laughs> other than what you're you're referring to, I'm not a big fan. No. Uh, do, have you? I have never seen an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I haven't either. Not one. Not a single. Austin, have you? No, yeah, I honestly haven't. My I, wife, my wife's not into it. I haven't seen it. I have never seen an episode. Uh, uh-uh, me either. Uh huh. I don't watch a whole lot of E. Austin, Austin. How'd you know she had uh, an IMDb page then, guys? I didn't actually. Who said anything about an IMDb All page? Right. What's Austin talking about? What is Austin talking about? I He's no a idea. fan. He's a fan. <laughs> Obviously a fan. I can tell. And there's I probably a few guys. reasons. <laughs> We're way late. Come on. Get a move. But anyway, what I'm bringing up here is that she did an interview with some magazine called Vogue Arabia. Okay. Which is probably Vogue in Arabia, right? That would be my first guess. Uh-huh. Well, she and Kanye West, her husband, were are on the cover, and they did an interview for, with the magazine. And this is her quote, all right? Money was always the goal, but I was obsessed with fame. Like, embarrassingly obsessed. I do agree that fame can be addictive, but now my focus has shifted. What has her focus shifted to, you may ask? I'm guessing your kids. That. But, and she says, I love having a voice and I appreciate the platform that I've been given. But I do wish I could have more privacy. So you're obsessed with fame. It's what you live for. And now that you have it, you wish for privacy. I don't know if you marry one of the most world famous actor or uh, rappers out there if you're really looking for <laughs> privacy either but yeah she probably underestimated that when she was doing her thing uh what's the famous line about kim kardashian she's famous for being famous, famous. okay all right right uh-huh. but but you wonder what it is that she's she's done but she's made a whole lot of money and it all started with uh <laughs> with a rather re- revealing little thing there, which I've never seen. Have you seen it? <laughs> I've never seen it. I certainly know of it. But apparently, it a lot of people have seen it. A few. But we're all fired. Here, here's the thing: people want fame. They think they want fame, and then they get it, and then they wish they could go out and get something to eat without having a zillion cameras pointed at them. Fame is fleeting. Fame is uh, fame is a mirage. Fame is uh, is will betray you. Is what I'm saying here. Don't all you all you youngins out there. Don't be obsessed with fame like Kim was. I I hope that it works out for you as far as success in life, as far as you know, a monetary reward and whatnot. But don't uh, fame is completely overrated. And I, I'm not speaking from personal. Uh, I've, I can't imagine what it would be like to be Kim Kardashian to walk out the door and everybody within 500 yards of you is looking at you. Let's switch gears to somebody who's famous for helping our listeners, shall we? How about that? 
Yeah. Ryan from the Dish Professionals joins us now. What, do you, what do you make of that, Ryan? I, I agree with you. I think fame is tough. Yeah. Like, I always, uh, I always think, you know, all these people run up and want to, like, tell you how you're amazing you are and stuff, and that's got to be a tough thing to handle. And they really know very little about oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just know what they think they know. Oh. Well, let's switch gears again, Gordon, <laughs> uh, to helping out our I'm listeners, as figure, I tried I'm, to do I'm before. I'm still trying to figure out what film work you were, you were uh, referring to there. Right? Let's talk about football and getting ready for football season. <laughs> Who was her co-star in that? Can we please <laughs> okay. talk about football right, and right, football okay. season okay. And, and making sure our listeners are prepared? Because please. there's some programming stuff going on, Ryan, that, that people got to know about and maybe need to adjust. Yeah, to. Um, we've got uh, you know a lot of customers you know don't have a local channel, ABC, and this is uh, this is a big deal. You're you're a Broncos fan. This is uh, going to hit you again on Thursday, and you know if you're a college football fan. ABC is like game after game after game, and this is a uh, that's a big loss. And uh, if you're a Utah fan, you don't have the Pac-12, you don't have ABC. You're guys do an upgrade. It'll, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, you're in trouble. Just and the thing is, is come down to my showroom and let me show you how fast the receiver is and how much it does. It's got 17 industry exclusives. It does. It's got the remote locator. That is, Gordon, you've lost your remote before, haven't I you? I have. Have you used that remote locator? Yes. I, I love it. I use mine today. Yeah. At least I don't put my remote through the washing machine. That was like my brother, did. and that only happened once. And <laughs> the dish professionals took care of me, by the way. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> me, uh, might I add. So yeah. great, great things there. You know, you know, somebody who should we should be looking out for is famous is, you know, first responders. Um, this is a uh, military. This is something that, uh, you know, dish part of dish cares. And uh, it's important for us to recognize and to, you know, uh, do what we can. And one of the things that we've uh, we've put together is a is a uh, first responders promotion. If you are a first responder, uh, fire, police, uh, military, retired military, you can get a, uh, a special package with Dish. Uh, wow. You actually get uh, um, one free pay-per-view movie channel every month for four years. Cool. Plus, they have the Stars and Stripes movie pack, which includes uh, American Heroes package. It's the Stars channel and a couple other, I think there's like three or three or four movie channels that you get free um, as a uh, as a a first responder so it's a little little extra and there is also one for the seniors too we have a a 55 and older plan so for people that are a little older you get also free movie channels uh free pay-per-view um use of the pay-per-view for for six months so a couple of this different things that you know dish you know does that nobody else does and is they really do care and they want to you know they want to make your tv enjoyable and the whole there's a reason they won five jd power awards um, they've they've really done everything they can to make the best equipment, best customer service, and you know retailers like us get to help. And and uh, you know we're the showroom for Dish, so come down and check us out. Take advantage of the great promotion. Let us get you all the games and the best the best television system, you know, in America easily. All right, so 8034 South State Street is the showroom. Come on by, and you can see us, but come on by really anytime, and Ryan can show you all the bells and whistles. And you can give him a call, 801-424-DISH. That's 801-424-3474. Ryan, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. All right, Steve Tate, Reno Mahe, join us next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
The 2019 season begins this week, and what better way to kick off the season than the Holy War? Listen all week as the Zone Sports Network gets you ready for another chapter of the BYU Utah rivalry. Then, on game day, legendary. Catch the Holy War pregame show beginning Thursday at 6 at JCW's in Provo. They gonna talk about me. Your home for the best Holy War coverage in Utah is right here. Legendary. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.